a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Local Matters. Hello, today we are doing Local Matters live and in person, and we are talking about the royal family. Who's we? Oh, this is Simon and Faith. <laughs> Hello there. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, royalty, yeah? Yes. The royal family in Luxembourg, that sort of thing, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, but first up. We're going to hear some Luxembourgish people what, on the st- streets of Luxembourg and what they think about the Grand Ducal family. All right, let's get into that. Hi, are you Luxembourgish? Since you let's go, yeah, then. Do you think the royalty... Is uh, je parle anglais. Ah, okay. Let's go, let's go. Uh, English. Je parle anglais. Okay, let's go, yeah. It's the Kiki door. Kiki. Merci, yeah. Since you let's go, yeah, then. No. No? You're not Luxembourgish? No. Okay, merci. Since you let's go, yeah, then. Uh, no. No, you're not Luxembourgish? No. You're lu- not Luxembourgish? No, not Luxembourgish. Oh, okay, thank you. Let's go to the co-op. Do you think the monarchy is still justified? I think they're a bit useless. I don't know much about them, but they don't seem to have a lot to say here in Luxembourg. Also, ich weiß nicht, ob Monarchie justifiziert ist hier im Land, aber mich persönlich hat sie noch nicht gestört. These are two complex questions. Do you think the monarchy is still justified? I think that we had a vote uh, concerning this question, this issue, and uh, it has been, we had a monarchy since ever, so um, we did not really have to choose at the beginning of in the last century uh, to decide if we maybe we would like to have a president or monarchy or whatever so uh, yeah it's like this for the second question do you feel the monarchy represents Luxembourg identity but it's related to the first one do do I feel it is justified we need somehow a, a, a political structure whatever it looks like if it's a monarchy or president do I feel it is justified in my eyes I would say no it is not justified but it is absolutely necessary to have um, to have a kind of leadership or president or whatever. So if it's a monarchy or president or anything else, a grand duke, or pff, but we need something. I think that our prime minister makes the job. We, we could think about it maybe to still have a monarchy but less subsidized by the state of Luxembourg. This is all I can say. So it's about the continuity that's important, like the president yeah. ahead of state. Yes, I mean, every country needs a representative um, or whatever. It's difficult to say. Um, some of us are for monarchies, some others would prefer to have something else or maybe would prefer to have um, maybe a different style of governance. Um, but it has changed this yeah this position has changed during the last two three years as we have now la maison du grand duc which is now a different uh, a different management of the money they they receive from the state 
Right, so what was all that then? That was a whole bunch of Luxembourgish people saying, no, the monarchy is not justified, and a whole bunch of people who live in Luxembourg saying, no, I am not from Luxembourg. I did like the beginning, though, like, uh, where you're running around struggling to find actually somebody that is Luxembourgish yeah. in Luxembourg. Um, so, yeah, okay, so the, the general consensus of the people you spoke to is... No, it is not. It is not part of their culture or their heritage. It's not relevant. It's not relevant in their day-to-day lives. Interesting. Yes. Okay, so um, what's then, obviously, we're here talking. We're here talking. Why am I here? Why are you here? Well, Mm. you're kind of from the OG (laughs) or like the the baddest and the grandest Mm -hmm. monarchy, a.k.a. the British royal family. God bless them. God bless them. And I here am from a country which abolished monarchies in like, what, 1776? Mm. So we started the trend of getting rid of our monarchs. Yeah. Uh, well, our, like our monarchy yeah. particu- in particular. So, uh, yeah, so I, I guess um, we're here because we come from countries with very differing sort of um, attitudes and styles of um, uh, monarchy thought. Exactly. Okay. So, right. Well, ask me some questions then. Um, How about it? What is your relationship with the British royal family? So that from my research of what a royal family should do, they should do four things. Mm. They should instill unity and pride, stability and continuity, voluntary service, and a fourth one that I'm forgetting. National identity? National identity. That's the fourth one. Thank you. All righty. So the question is, do I think that the current British family instill those values or, or things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the question, well, did they? Absolutely, they did. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in times past, I mean, like I'd say, I would say even up to the early 90s, um, they still did. I think that the general British public, um, and by general, I mean the majority, were sort of behind the royal family, believed in the royal family and what they did. And that, that would be like um, instilling a, a sense of unity and pride or um, providing, uh, even if it's just notionally, um, some um, form of stability or continuity. And definitely they were representative of a national identity. I think that's less so now. Um, and on a personal level, um, I, they, they, they've been, I've been aware of their existence, but um, uh, I, I don't think they've ever had any sort of real impact on my life. My my parents um, were sort of like I was born in '68, and so um, to parents that fully embraced the '60s culture or the counterculture, and so um, the, the royals played no part in in their ethos, in the way that they looked at the world. In fact, they were the establishment, the epitome of the establishment, and so um, if not ridiculed and or hated, it's certainly ignored. And so I, I grew up with no strong attitude either way to them. Um, but I, I did see, you know, I did see that people did respect them. And um, so, yeah, and I, I know that throughout my sort of growing up, people always um, defended the royal family as a sort of tourist attraction. Look at the countless amount of money that they bring in uh, through tourism, which doesn't take into account the countless money that they, in fact, need to exist. Exactly. Yeah, so it's um, give and take. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say that uh, the royal family absolutely did at one time, and, and I don't know why, but well, I think I do know why, um, up until, say, the late 80s, early 90s, definitely provided the average English person with a sense of national identity. Um, and uh, unity and pride, yes, because this was long before 
the royals were um, brought down, they were humbled, were, were shown to be human beings with foibles and weaknesses and uh, involved in many, many scandals. Um, yes, and um, stability and continuity, same. Voluntary service. By voluntary service... Um, like charity work. Uh, the charity work they do. Yes. Um, or Yeah, I, I guess. But then I guess that's just... Wow, you're really convincing me here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I don't have a strong opinion about them either way. So I'm just trying to think, you know, like uh, with national service or voluntary service, the, the things that they do, whether they're... I mean, yeah, I mean, they are for want of a better word, celebrities. And if they are representing a charity or an organisation, then I guess there was a time when their endorsement meant something, when people would have said, yes, you know, Prince um, William or Prince Andrew or Prince Charles or someone uh, cares enough about this cause to get involved, so therefore I should care. Um, but since the uh, early 90s, um, and in particular, I would say um, the advent of, like, so from the 80s, the the royal family kind of falling apart over Diana, yeah. Princess Diana. Um, and long before her death, you know, the the, multi, the, the Camilla thing, the whole, um, yes, the, 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 the separation, yes, many, many things. So, yeah, does that answer the first question? I think so. It has also made me realize the kind of difference in royal families between the Grand Ducal Palace and the British royal family mm. in the sense that while the the British, when they have like a job to bring in tourism, the Grand Ducal pa- family and palace, they don't bring in that same kind of mm-hmm. tourism. I think another difference is, is that the, the royal family here, uh, the, the, the Grand Ducal family here yeah. in Luxembourg, people have um, always respected them. And, but um, as human beings with a role to play in society. And I think what's changed in England is that they, the royal family was kind of held up as almost not, 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 not godlike, but certainly above the law to people to be sort of like... Um, um, well, I think to, they kind of are above the law, especially with sure. some of their scandals. But not, not, not worshipped as such, but certainly above mere mortals, above the likes of you and me, and not to be questioned. And they were sort of held in high regard without ever actually having to do anything to deserve it. That makes sense considering the Church of England, the mm. king or queen is the head of the church. Sure. It is like the direct link to God. So I mm-hmm. think they can be felt like above the law or above or kind of godly because they have that theological connection. So the relationship between Luxembourg and its royal family is much more practical. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and I think that works. It's like they recognize they're given a, a budget, yeah. In which to sort of like exist on and they have certain duties to fulfill and it's a job. But um, the, the English royals, the British royals, not so much. And and so which has made their fall from grace all the more spectacular, all the more sort of um, It is a newsworthy. spectacular yeah. fall from grace. I also think the second big difference is that the British royal family doesn't really represent the population of Britain. Mm-hmm. However, the Grand Ducal family kind of has that history because at least from like my perspective – um, Duchess Maria Teresa is an expat herself and came sure. to Luxembourg and embraced this culture. Yeah, I heard your feature the other day when you were sort of looking into that. So you do perhaps have a better understanding. Of, I did yeah. my homework. For yeah, sure. cool. But I really appreciate that she is so accepted in Luxembourg culture and that Luxembourg has accepted her because she was not born here, but she is part of this culture in that idea that where she is part of the unity, part of the stability, part of the national image today. Mm. 
Yeah, and little things. Like when I first came here, I kept seeing shops with pictures of the, the yeah. Grand Duke and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I remember that as a child in England, that some shops would have some that, that kind of pride. Like here's, the, here's a picture of the Queen in the hardware store or the um, uh, news agents or whatever. Um, but uh, th- Those are kind of gone. Yeah, a long time ago gone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So um, did they absolutely um, did they absolutely fulfill these uh, objectives? Yes, in the past. Um, do they now? No, I think they're just perceived as um, uh, spoilt, privileged uh, humans um, mired in too many scandals. And um, yeah, and I think probably uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth um, II, um, yeah. it, it was ultimately will be the death knell for the royal family. She was the continuity of instability. Absolutely. And she reigned for so long and and... Uh, yeah why not um, I don't think anybody particularly was interested or wanted Charles on the throne um, I certainly didn't I think um, William would have been a much better think, choice more well, relevant choice a younger more dynamic that's king. what I appreciate about Luxembourgish culture is that Duchess Charlotte and her son Duchess Duke Jean mm-hmm. they abdicated the throne for their heirs sure. so that there can be so the country could be ruled by a younger generation however Queen Oh my God, I heard her name. Queen Elizabeth II. No. She did not. She was on that throne for as long as possible. Well, it was a joke, wasn't it? Because the, there was this running joke that she was just clinging on in the hopes that Charles wouldn't be able to sort of um, succeed her. Uh, you know, that, 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 I didn't hear that joke, but I, I wish was, I did. That's what was keeping her you know, going on the throne because um, she, anything but give it to Charles. But with my knowledge of the crown, it kind of seems right. Yeah, I wouldn't take the crown as... You mean the crown isn't historical? Like <laughs> It's not historic? a documentary? It's not a documentary? No. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um. Yes, but ask my... So I think I mentioned just before when we were talking about doing this, you know, I, I, I it means relatively little to me, um, but I have friends that are rabidly anti-royals, you know, like everything yeah. they do is, 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 is wrong and terrible and a drain on public resources. Um, and then I have a couple of friends that are so into the royals. And I mentioned that uh, I have a friend who um, keeps a scrapbook of um, newspaper cuttings on, on royal doings and, um, you know, buys the, the commemorative cups and, and you know, is, is a royalist through and through. Um, and is kind of my age, a little bit older, um, but isn't doing it ironically or anything. Honestly believes that they're, they're the best yeah. thing and um, buys all the books and everything. So um, I have friends on all sides um, and I kind of sit somewhere in the middle, which is like, pff, well, they exist. That's it. That's my. That, that's the extent of my um, opinion, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess I've said enough, haven't I, that um, I think that Charles was a bad choice and, um, th- th- and I think that Charles represents the end of the royal family being relevant in any way. So I guess I do have an yeah. opinion, yeah. All right. Well, that was Local Matters. Oh, well, do we have um, another question? We've kind of answered it. Yeah. Well, okay, well, we can talk about, um, say, the national... Like we talked about national identity and, and unity and pride, but what about national pride? And, like, have the royal family ever sort of instilled in, in people I know national pride? And in particular... If not the royal family, then what would well, give me national pride? And one of the things that we discussed uh, with Lisa the other day um, was, um, and it, before your time, obviously, but in the sort of 90s, there was a whole wave of musicians out of the UK um, that kind of were part of a um, musical movement called Cool Britannia, the likes of uh, 
uh, Blur, Oasis, Pulp, Suede. These people, not only were they amazing musicians and they all came in in such a short time, but then they took it very successfully to the world and in particular America. They, and America is particularly hard for UK musicians to break mm-hmm. um, and yet these did it effortlessly. And there was a musical seminar in 92 uh, where a chap called Keith Allen uh, famously stood up and said, wake up, America, you're dead, um, at, at this musical seminar. Um, and yeah, he meant nothing more than like, what have you got to offer? Look at what, look at what Cool British Hanya's offering and you're still stuck with, I don't know, like old country and Western, whatever. Um, predictably, it didn't go down that well, but it was in, indicative of, of the time. And, and I guess that was the last time Britain actually stood up and was like, hey, yeah, we're pretty cool. We're good. Um, look at what we've got to offer. Like, I would hazard a guess at the time before that would probably the national pride around winning the world cup in 66 and you can still find people that harp on about that so yes i would say that i probably have more of a sense of national pride over actual achievements that you know britain might have increasingly fewer and fewer it, yeah. it would seem um but yes things like um the, the sort of 90s music scene um uh, and in particular, Cool Britannia and all that sort of stuff. That that uh, gives me a sense of pride, I guess. I think from the U.S., and I've never been one with much national pride towards the U.S., but I think that it is our flag. That's what really ties people together. Like, since our presidents and politicians change so much, mm-hmm. we kind of band around the U.S. flag for some reason, or Hollywood, or these, like, big parts of our culture that influence other cultures. So other people from the U.S. have national pride tied to these things that i've witnessed but mm-hmm. uh, not for me personally cool so i think we both agreed then that um it doesn't really matter to us all that much we don't have strong opinions one way or the other but um i guess they serve a function but i think it's probably nearly over i think the grand ducal family might have a longer reign because yes. they're less political and they're less um controversial than the british royal family yeah absolutely well as you said, I think this is it. I think, uh, I think we've um, covered everything about our opinions. I'm so glad. Alrighty, well, um, that's it then. Goodbye. That was Local Matters every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on RSCT Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8, and in our podcast on rscityradio.com. <laughs>